0: Welcome to the Odds Pod. I'm Dave Hendrick. And I'm Ben Hennessy, and we're the team behind the Scout Comics title, The Odds. Kind of like The X Men meets Cannibal Holocaust. Each week, we invite a new guest on to share their favourite apocalypse
1: stories with us. Be it the fiery doom visited upon Pompeii, the destruction of a famous hedgehog's world, or just your commoner garden plague.
0: We want to join arms at Armageddon, crash for catastrophe, and get inside entropy. So, today's guest.
1: He's a writer, an artist, an animator, and a director.
0: His comics, Jetpack, Johnson and Ocean City have been the jewels of Rogue Comics Crown and he's currently co-directing an animated adaption of the popular book series, The Floods. And we're very happy to have him on
1: board. It is, of course, Mr. Colin Griffin. Thanks
0: for having me, guys. No
1: worries. Thanks for coming on board. Um, Great to see you. You too. too. Actually, I haven't seen you in a long time, Ben.
0: It's been a while, yeah. Oh, I used to see yeah, you every strong. con, and now, like, since COVID, I, I haven't really seen anybody, you know? <laughs> I'm still at home the on my own. times. But yeah. how are you doing, anyway? What are you working on these days? Tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
2: Good, yeah, so all is good here. I'm still shipping away the comic books, uh, but the main job is, um, is the animation film industry stuff, so at the moment, I'm co-directing um, a feature film based on the popular book series The Floods. So I am one of three directors looking after stuff here, so I'm kind of on the Irish side of that.
1: Awesome.
2: Um, And then in the comic book world, I actually have some stuff coming out. I've got a a few covers kind of coming out from Image and stuff over the next couple of weeks. I think March is probably going to be my busiest time. I think I've got three or four covers coming out. Nice. um, I'm also working on the autobiographical... um, wrestling comic from source point press, uh, based on the life and times of arm, the enforcer Anderson. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember him from the eighties, but yeah. he was, a one of the original four horsemen. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of learning a lot about him as a, as it's going. Um, so
1: great for you, big wrestling fan.
2: No, really, you know, some, I was when I was a kid, but yeah. my brother, um, my brother would always kind of, even, even now he kind of, you know, you kind of drop in on him and he's always talking about the, the storylines, the storylines are fantastic. And, you know, you kind of keep an eye on this. And part of the reason I really liked wrestling back then is the fascinating stories of the promos and the fact that they would have proper actors like Freddie Prince jr is massive for kind of being behind the scenes and writing promos for, for wrestlers and stuff. And, that side of the business fascinates me, just all Hollywood and, and that type of stuff. But yeah. in terms of watching it day to day, probably not.
1: Yeah. So uh, the, the carny kind of aspect, the, the, the show kind of side of things, that's, that's, that's where you're at with it. Yeah. Just how it was all put together. and.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I, and you know, something I often, a friend of mine who I play football with, his younger brother, this is a Carlo man now. He's a, he's a professional wrestler. Okay. Um, I think his name You, is you play football Street. with him, do you? <laughs> yeah, I played football with his brother Keith, but okay. Aaron is the younger fella, Aaron. Right. Um, and apparently, he's, he's kind of like he's kind of one of the kind of slimmer, the, the high flyer type guys. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I always tell people when they say, like, geez, you know, you're out there and you're living the dream. I think, like, from a small town like Carlo, if you can become a professional wrestler from Carlo, really, you can do anything in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a hard way to make your money. Yeah, sure is falling down and getting hit, and yeah, getting thrown yeah, around. Just, the place.
2: Uh, it's kind of one of those things where I mean, I don't know a lot about it, and I've only spoken to him a handful of times. But yeah. he seems, he seems to kind of be really. He's always traveling. He's always kind of up and down the coast. He's in England a lot. And, yeah,
1: um, amazing. So back to you, back to you, Griff. Let's 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 put the focus yeah, back yeah. on you. Yeah. So so tell me about this book. So you are you're drawing it. Are you writing it as well? Are you
2: What's going no, on? So basically, the, the book is being written by Dirk Manning.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I know Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Dirk. So Dirk. So basically, I worked on, um, I worked on a book a couple of years ago. Uh, the it's called Butts and Seats, the Tony uh, Schiavone story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I did a chapter in that called Butts and Seats, and I had to draw some cameos of some wrestlers. Now mine is quite a like my style of drawing is quite an animated style of, of kind of. The way I construct figures and stuff, obviously coming from animation, but um, I, I guess I did a good enough job, and I got a phone call from Mick Foley, who is uh, mankind. Yeah, sorry,
1: uh, you got yeah. a phone call. As you Mick do, Foley. you know, it's just just yeah. got a phone call from like one of the yeah. legends. Yeah. Of, uh, the, way uh, the way you
0: nonchalantly dropped that, I just Yeah, Foley. but I, I have,
2: you know, I've got some decent names, and I, I I don't want to sound arrogant when I drop them. Ah, uh, <laughs> drop <laughs> them, drop just, them all yeah.
0: you want. Yeah.
2: Run wow. the mill, but uh, yeah, he kind of gave a compliment and he said that he appreciated the way I drew him. Um, nice. And I guess from there, then they figured that I don't know if they want to do a whole line of autobiographies. Yeah. So it's from Source Point Press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they just asked me what I do, Aaron Anderson, and I just said, yeah, sure. Like I mean, nice. I so I get to draw it, ink it, and color it. It's 130 pages, and I did the cover as well. So it's a. When's it's that out? It's a big old. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually not sure. I'd say they're probably aiming for, I want to say maybe March or April. Oh,
1: okay. Um, yeah.
2: So I'm kind of finishing up here now. So it's all in all nice. 130 pages. It's probably taking about probably five months, I'd say. Yeah. That's
1: a pretty
0: serious, for, serious. Sorry series for piece like of work. all the art, like you did it all on yeah. your own in five no, months. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, we may, we oh, may have oh, hit a sore I'm point here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I want to lift my game a bit. Oh my God. Yeah, 130 sake, pages. Fantasy. Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: now eh, no one is saying that there's good art in 130 pages.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of no, pages. Works, man. There's no bad stuff in there. Well, wow, that's really impressive. That's really impressive. Savage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't look, I don't go anywhere, so therefore, you know, yeah, neither be, do I. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're a
2: small kid like me. Your kid must be only two or three at this stage, is he?
0: Plus he's four. Right? We're currently only on schools at this stage, yeah. Well, Okay. So there you
2: go, like, I mean, it's, it's kind of busy doing stuff like that, and then, hmm. uh, thankfully, the, the directing kind of allows me just to stay at the desk, and um I can kind of just get stuck into the, the art of the book then. It's good, yeah. cool. like, it's fun. like, it's, it's uh,
0: yeah. I don't want to say can, handy. Can I ask, like, what are the hours like then? Are you working into the night most nights? Do you stop for dinner time, clock back in when kids asleep, that kind of stuff? Like, what's your, what's your day-to-day like?
2: Uh, actually you know something, it's it's fantastic the routine I have and I have the time with my missus for that. So I get up with him and bring him to his uh his nannies in the morning. I start work then at nine. Um I work till five, collect him. He goes to bed at half seven, and then from half seven probably through till about two or three, it'll be
1: all a comic book. See. And then the glamorous life of an artist. That's yeah. Three, I'm out, I get to play
2: football a couple of times a week for an hour and that's it. Yeah. There's no no crack over. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no. So con season and, um, must be a nightmare for you. If you if you've got that kind of work right and then you interrupt everything for a convention which takes a bite out of any week like it takes four or five mm-hmm. days out, out, of, out of your week and all the all the recovering from that and everything as well. So yeah, that must be that must be tough on you, is it? Yeah,
2: you know some I I, I kind of I've only really started to get into c- conventions Hmm. Not recently enough, but I mean, like I went to Dublin Comic Con. Dublin Comic Con was the biggest one I'd ever been to. Okay, and I went to Top Bubble this year, hmm. um, and it was purely just to kind of shop the portfolio around. Yeah. I kind of, nice. I feel a little bit anonymous online sometimes, so hmm. I tend to not get something if I'm going for it. Um,
1: yeah. Well, any editors think, listening, it is a it is a decent portfolio. Sure.
0: And listen to how fast he can do. 130 pages plus hold down a job directing a show, yeah, and okay, yeah, still impressive. maintain
1: what we believe is a decent relationship with his child. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll see. He's supposed to be
2: in bed at half seven. If he walks into the store now in a second, we're, not, uh, I'm not we're, doing we're all about the guest stars here.
1: Don't worry, don't worry, man. Don't
0: we'll worry. only like really judge you if he's like throwing around a beer can telling you to bring him to bed or yeah. something, you know. Then we know, yeah. oh, okay, ah,
1: where's <laughs> me chips? Um. <laughs> So, Griff, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, fair play. And, um, and will there be any more kind of indie titles in your future? Are you doing any follow-ups to Ocean City or anything else there?
2: Um, yeah, I actually, so we brought out, so Ocean City is, uh, thanks to Raw Comics, obviously, because that's who, who the, the kind of publisher and the mm. label I'm on. Mm. But it's done probably better than I ever expected it to be. So we brought out the six issues singly. Then we made a trade. That's done really, really well. So I will go back and do volume two, and then uh, Jomso John Johnson. It's it sold as Bad Boys meets Glen Raw. Yeah, um, and <laughs> people people just love it. And because one of my friends who helped me write it, he is the main character in the book, and he is a guard. Um, we sold so many of them. We probably like probably sold in the thousands just to guard e members. Just now, well, are,
1: for our international listeners. A guard is a cop. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Just in case.
2: Um, so it's uh I'm I'm currently I have written and done the preliminary kind of roughs for mm. volume two or issue two, which is called Street Justice, and then volume three, which is writing checks and snapping necks. And then that would be <laughs> it for that. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> good man, good man. And uh, yeah and then what what else are we are we up to then in the, in the meantime so the floods tell us tell us a little bit about that that's that's based on a on a book series yeah
2: Yeah so essentially so it's basically it's a young adult book series it is yeah. aimed more towards kind of the the kind of female readers but yeah. it is essentially it's kind of like Harry Potter for girls I would say hmm. um but there's plenty of really good characters um just throughout and it's essentially It's very much about music and music for the soul, and essentially, the good guys use music for magic, but it's essentially kind of a lost art. Right. Um, And then the bad guys are full-on magic. Okay. Um, And then, so that's obviously been made into an animated feature, which has a a heavy, a a lot of big names in, in kind of... I guess Irish entertainment so uh, we've got um, we've got Eva Lynch who is essentially Luna Lovegood from yeah. Harry Potter she's the main character nice. she plays Betty and um, we've got Arden O'Halloran um, O'Halloran O'Hallor, Um he is basically Father Dougal. Dougal yes Dougal so he plays the dad yeah. um, which is Nerlin and then we've got the brother which you actually listening to his dialogue every day it's pretty hilarious, the stuff he gets out There is Ed Byrne. Oh, um, yeah,
1: nice. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. He's, nice.
2: He's really, really good yeah. in it. And then there's, like, plenty of other cast that I kind of would hold on to just so people can go and see it in cinemas. Sure,
1: sure. And uh, you're, you're not finished that yet, so do you know, has it got a release date locked in yet, or are you just waiting there?
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, essentially, like, as I receive every email every day, it's overpriced and behind, or over budget and behind schedule. Ah, oh, so nice, yeah. Um, it got gonna be good for the
0: anxiety be, seeing those emails every day,
2: and when you see that the tagline with the money that's attached to it, it's kind of like ah, all
0: right.
2: Um, <laughs> but I always make the joke, they're not calling around to my house looking for that money. So like, is um, it is supposed to be finished in uh, I would say probably May, right? Um, so maybe in terms of locked picture, and then it, they'll go through like. Sound and, and yeah. kind of post production after that. And then yeah. so probably end of summer, August, I'd imagine it's finished enough and then it'll be slated more than likely for March or April next year. Okay, cool. Nice cool. one. Yeah, That's yeah.
0: awesome, man. That's
1: pretty.
2: What's so, it like co
0: yeah. directing with the other directors? Yeah, how, how does that work?
2: Um, I tell you, it was funny because I I wasn't supposed to be directing it at all. And I had directed, um, as you can see here, I have a little purple here. This is one <laughs> of the presents I got for directing a show. I directed 52 episodes of a show called Purple Turtle. Amazing. Nice. Um, And that's essentially where I want my career to go, to be a director and to kind of step into live action. Um, I would have been a general artist in Ballyfermment, which is where I studied. So I kind of like to be hands-on in all aspects of a film production or any production. And then just offhand, the boss just said, well, Colin will direct that part. And then... (laughs) So, so that's essentially where Column is now. He's directing that part. That's, that's
1: nice. a nice um, task, man.
2: Yeah. It was good. Uh, you know what? It kind of came off the heels. We we worked on, I was very fortunate enough to work on um, Stan Lee's last project. Um, he had a show with Arnold Schwarzenegger um, <laughs> called... Uh, you Come know, on. Just, I know. <laughs> I know. <It's,
0: laughs> Sorry, uh, another name just the dropped show. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What there's, the... two,
2: there's two names, uh, but it's essentially uh, kindergarten cop meets superheroes, and so, it's called so uh,
1: the Godfather Super- of comics and the go- yeah, and, and the Terminator uh, are, yeah. are are were wow. in your in your in your contacts. Lovely. Uh,
2: <laughs> I can assure you, they're nowhere near. I have them on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of f- fresh off the heels of that, then my my kind of creative partner in, in, in Tellegale were kind of both looking after things in Studio Tellegale for the the art department. It's Morgan O'Brien. So Morgan kind of helps out. He looks after some projects. I look after some projects. And then, um, so it kind of ba- it came on the heels of that. We did a good job on that. Um, yes, yeah, so we kind of just went from there.
1: Yeah. Well, well fantastic. That's I love that man. That's that's steady. And um, when you were working with with Stan, did you did you get any FaceTime with the with the man himself?
2: No, unfortunately, he w- he was gone. But yeah. um, he was gone at that time. Um, but uh, I I always say like, Yeah, there's not too many Carlo lads to get to hang out with them boys, and even though I didn't yeah. get to hang out, with them. but I, <laughs> I I will tell you one thing, kind of like when you're licensing any sort of show and you're obviously doing licensing for someone's appearance and stuff like that, like mm. there's plenty of hoops that you have to jump through. Yeah. And mm-hmm. his estate was probably the hardest I have ever got. Like if I was to show you the first drawing, I think like, geez, yeah, that looks like him, but mm. it went back and it went back and yeah. it wasn't right. And it wasn't right. And I'd say probably seven or eight rounds. And oh, you know, okay. just, Jesus Christ, like bar
1: this is very morbid but I right, dig them up and fucking take pictures of them <laughs> it's just it's it looks as much as it's called. To... <laughs> oh well that puts a new spin on Marvel zombie doesn't it yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah maybe don't do
2: that i Marvel now
1: cut that out
0: or or that'll land you the job yeah one or the well, other yeah, yeah yeah
1: amazing oh Griff um, okay so listen everybody who comes on the show is asked one big question uh and we're at that point now so colin griffin what is your favorite apocalypse
2: look he stole it from me last week i was saying to ben he's probably uh he's me time uh two version two point oh, which is jamie uh jamie teen he he stole age of apocalypse so for me this week i'm gonna go with akira
1: ah amazing nice
0: yeah the so so griffin what what the hell is this akira thing huh what
1: do you know
2: i actually have a funny story just about the anime if you can give yeah, me a sec of course i i was in i had never seen an anime um up until i went to college in Ballyfermot. i remember i don't know if you guys remember channel 4 used to be s4c yeah yeah
1: yeah. Um, the welsh channel that's yeah, and I, I
2: I remember they had like on maybe it was a Friday or a Saturday night or something like that. They used to have like an anime section. and I think it was a I Friday night. It, yeah, yeah. Was it? I and mean, it was, but it was probably late enough, say like oh, uh, two o'clock or something. Or something. Was yeah. it no, dubbed into
1: Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> it may as well have been.
2: <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't remember the two deans announcer, but I caught the end of, of a, a. I thought it was a movie, but it was called Tree by Tree Eyes.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, oh.
2: And I caught the end of it, and then I had never seen an anime up until then, I never saw another one after
1: that, until so, film studies. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. So you'd never seen Battle of the Planets? Nope. You'd never seen Thunderbirds 2086? Nope. Oh, man. I have such wonders to show you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I vaguely remember this, because... Me and Griff were in the same class in body form. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation with him because at, the same, at that point, I would seen Kira once and I, I, we were showing something else, but we seemed to be the only two that hadn't seen the other film. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so back, moments, to, like, back to well,
1: young Griff in front of his Welsh TV channel. <laughs> late at night. What's going on?
2: Yeah, so- I caught the end of it and up until then that point like I remember there was blood and there might have been some swear words in it and I remember thinking Jesus where what the hell is this stuff but then I I never saw it again never saw anything of it again went to film studies in Ballyformat with Jude and Mm -hmm. I remember they turned on Akira and I remember I had like a a kind of an audible reaction because I had never seen nudity in a cartoon either before oh dear and I remember when the guys kind of kind of pulled Kyrie off the, off the bike and kind of punched yeah. her in the face and, and tore her top off. I, I Because I was so stunned, I remember I kind of went, oh, like that, almost like in a, <laughs> almost like in a, in a kind of a, a <laughs> jokey way. And a, a, student, a, a, a female student who was in the class, she wasn't happy with my, um, right, my reaction.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: she took it the wrong way. Yeah, she really did. She yeah. reamed me out for it, and I was just kind of completely spellbound. Uh, spellbound should we say oh damn um, yeah so it kind of but look we patched it up a couple of days there but that was my first introduction to anime in terms of kind of like film study and in terms of yeah. just seeing how amazing it could be
1: yeah yeah so blood uh, violence was, nudity it was ticking all the boxes there
0: well it was one of those things where all of a sudden we're not seeing animation as as a genre we're seeing animation as a medium you know, yeah. so it yeah. is capable of showing all these things, but we were so used to, to the likes of of Don Bluth and Disney, like this. This is new ground for a lot of people, you know, yeah. especially with Akira. I think Akira, when it came out in nineteen eighty eight, like people hadn't seen cartoon yeah. like this before. You so know? it was a gateway was drug
1: for for a lot of people, wasn't it? To to get into that stuff. So give us, I suppose, give us your take on Akira. What's the what's the plot? What's the what's the you know talk I well. Look at the anime for starters, right? What's the What's the boil that down into into one elevator, if you can?
0: Yes, <laughs> impossible. Yeah, is <that> possible? yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah it's essentially it's the uh, coming of a godlike creature creation um, upon an apocalyptic, futuristic world with so many twists and turns and amazing characters and visuals that just that have. I guess, you know, inspired so many visuals in film and TV since that. It was just, I mean, I, I hate to be cliche and say it was groundbreaking, but it really, really was. Really was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just, and and also like when you see the way it moves and even the intro and like subsequently going and seeing the documentaries and stuff, you just look at the filmmaking aspect of it and it's just marvelous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it really was groundbreaking i I think that a lot of anime that's still even made today doesn't quite live up to how good Akira was or even some of the stuff that came out of the, the 80s and the early 90s mm. but uh, like the 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 detail they put in the fact that they were using particular size nibs on pens for certain kinds yeah. of windows I mean it's just it's just incredibly detailed yeah yeah specific
2: then, you know. we, like once you wa- watch Akira then it just kind of opens up. As you said, Dave, like it was a gateway drug. Like it just opened up your eyes to so many others. I mean, I remember I saw, um, just when I saw Tree by Tree Eyes, I remember there was a a kind of an advert afterwards that was just like, oh, next week is going to be, I think it was called Cyberpunk Oedo 808. Um, It it never came on because I stayed up late to see if I could catch it. But, (laughs) I mean, you kind of look at stuff like that, and then you kind of go into Ghost in the Shell. and Just everything that followed it was... Unbelievable. yeah
1: i mean shows like um what was big then like fist of the north star and
0: ninja scroll you
1: know ninja scroll yeah i mean huge and like huge focus on very highly paced high concept action stuff you know back mm-hmm. then it, that seemed to rule the roost when it when it came to these days with anime you know it's anything and everything like it's it's probably the broadest church there is in entertainment now isn't it you know, same, same with the manga. You know, comics, where, where where a lot of those stories come from. But Akira has, you know, it has a a, a predecessor in the in the the comic book. Yeah. Um, so when I was talking to you, Griff, about what you were going to choose today, it was, you know, is it the movie? Is it the comics? You, like, I'll do both. And I can see, I can <laughs> see six <laughs> volumes of Akira behind you there. I'm sure they're yeah. they're well worn.
0: So um, this is going to be a six-hour
1: podcast, yeah. Minimum. so yeah, yeah. Six hour, Jesus. Yeah, it took me about a year to read all them. Um, mm. but uh, yeah. So I, like you, I saw Acker, The you know in probably in the in the nineties, you know, in the early nineties, and that was my my first exposure to that storyline or that idea. And I was left odd and completely confused by what I'd seen because I felt like there was a chunk missing there was yeah. something in terms of the characters that we'd seen where they'd come mm-hmm. from and then where they were going to that just didn't really it wasn't there there yeah, was this great the
0: characters kind of brought in without any kind of introduction They're yeah
1: just, and it just felt yeah. like a middle act in a much grander opera you know and I knew yeah. nothing about the comics you know at that stage like I was like you know okay but the comics fill fill that in you know mm-hmm. um uh beautifully so like what when so like i only i only finished reading like the first time i read the comics i'd say oh, i was probably like it was fairly recent it was like three years ago i think when i finally got my head around them all you know um but griff did you go looking for them or how did you how did you find them or where did-
2: Similar to you, you know, kind of when I started, like I always wanted to be a comic book artist and I kind of just ended up in films because there was nothing else kind of, especially coming from Carlo. So I only read the comic books for the first time last year. Yeah. Um, and again, it was because I had heard so much about them and that's definitely one of my favourite films, never mind anime, but just as you were saying, like the, it's just so high, high concept, but it just... It felt like there was so much missing. And then uh, kind of doing the research, it was like, Jesus, I mean, they basically, the anime finishes kind of like after volume three and you've got essentially three volumes left of all the stuff that they've that should be filled in. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and you read the first one, and, it, you know, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Like, you open it up and it's so inspiring, but at the same time, you're just like, this fella is so good, I don't want to draw comic yeah. books anymore. How are you supposed to? You
1: know? And it's <laughs> one guy. It's just one yeah. guy.
0: Who you know? did the books, did the show. Otomo. He yeah. seems to be a master of both mediums, like our media. Like, he was so, his, his work on, on the books is so specific to manga and yeah. it's so good and use it. that medium is so much of an advantage of just silent pages of just things to look at so we absorb who this character is what's happening what they're feeling and then we get yeah. into the the anime and it's just unbelievably fantastic use of colour which apparently was was groundbreaking at the time too they used a, yeah. a different kind of colour palette because you couldn't really shoot animation at night scenes I think if I recall that right? Yeah. Yeah, at that time yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like, and he just kind of gave a guy the kind of all clear yeah have a go at that, let's see what we get. So instead of dipping into a blue, they dipped into a red or green or something as well. And it, like, I mean, he seemed to just kind of push the medium of whatever the hell he was working in just because he wanted something to be specifically good enough, you know, It was It's He's an incredible guy to hear talk about his work as well. Everything just seems so commonsensical, you know.
2: But yeah, and when you see him, like he's quite a... I, from what I took from it anyway, like he's quite a chilled out kind of guy and And I can only imagine this sh- like I mean the day to day stresses that you have to do looking after a small thing, like comic book film or whatever, and the fact that he had all of these things going on. He just like he still has a good head of hair on him. It doesn't seem like he, you know, it did not seem like he had any stress in his life. You know, I look like I'm seven hundred years old. (laughs) What are you talking about? There's
1: a beautiful flowing mane in front of us. It's
2: (laughs) It's it's okay okay to go bending yourself. (laughs) It's okay. We won't put the video out.
1: It's fine. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, But yeah, he just like he just seemed like he had it all together. Like, new. I suppose a big thing in anything like that is like if you know where you're going, then you kind of can't go wrong. Mm. Um.
0: And just oh, visually, it's, it's a very
1: confident piece of work, isn't it? It's yeah, it
0: really is. And, and but even he came out after the first screening. Uh, he left early and he went home to his wife and said, "It's a disaster. Yeah. It's a failure." Yeah, And he wasn't happy with it at all. Um, uh, there was another kind of edit coming down the road that uh, he became happy with. It at that, but at that point, he thought it was a lot of work for nothing. Uh, so weird because, like, I mean, we all came away. Absolutely. Fabric Yeah, I totally agree with the feeling that I feel like there's a chunk missing because I guess it kind of is because it condensed so much of of the manga into a short amount of time. But uh, it's still and it is a hard watch. It's it's funny how like you're right. And I've been saying that like this is a gateway into anime and it's weird that it's a gateway because this is a difficult film to get, especially on your first watch. Hmm. You know, it took me a bunch of times, and it took me some read of the of the manga before I kind of really got the grips with the something.
1: But I think for guys of our like of, of certainly of my age, and then and then you you guys are younger than me. Um, it you know it was our first exposure, certainly my like my generation's first exposure to anything like that. You know, like feature length. Yeah, we had Battle of the Planets, and we had you know stuff like that going on on like, and they were chopped up serializations of better. Um anime uh that we didn't even know existed but we we at least had i suppose a look and feel kind of thing so when we saw something we say oh that was japanese you know or that was the french pretend to be japanese with deke you know um but with with akira like you 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 just never you'd never seen anything like that it just you know there was no lexicon for it with us you know for, for us we we didn't we didn't know even how to talk about what we were seeing yeah, know. people would just say a oh, manga or you know anime. Like I think we called them manga then, you know. And it was like yeah. mm-hmm. which is wrong, and and it was like what
0: what you know
1: what is it? It's not a cartoon, that's for fucking sure. You know, it's like <laughs> what is it? It's you know it's a movie. It's you know, but it's f- so much more. I have this thing with comics, right? Where if a comic is really getting me, if it, if I'm really getting drawn in, I can hear it. I can hear the environment that i'm looking at you know and every single page of that book i can hear it i can hear the school i can hear the the, the rubble i can i can hear it all now i don't know if that's been informed by having seen the movie or whatever but it's just it's alive you know that those pages are just so alive you know and there's there's a few comics that are like that for me anything steve dylan did like that that's mm. it but, but this stuff yeah amazing like just,
2: I you know I I actually I like that. I even even if it is informed by the anime, I think that shows the strength of both. The fact that you can hear the characters talking in their voices as you're reading it. Like even when I was flicking through it over the last few days, like I remember how hearing it for the first time. And now his voice is associated with that actor, and forever yeah. will be as I go through the story. Um,
1: and that is just, the thing about like, the, about the movie: the sound design is is wow, it's yeah. on point. Like it's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the cool synth. Yeah,
1: you know, just even the
0: I stuff. Like, you know,
1: mm-hmm. the the atmospheric's amazing. You
2: know, and you know, so maybe for the anime, I think it was kind of groundbreaking again in a way. Like if you, like especially because it was seen to the sound, but they used three D technology in that to kind of show the brainwaves oh, yeah, as yeah. the kind of like, music was coming on, and that was groundbreaking for the time too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the next time I saw something like that, oh, well, it was probably I probably saw that kind of 3d stuff beforehand but i think akira got there first maybe maybe but certainly informed by japanese stars was in in um the transformers the movie where yeah. there's certain scenes where they pull out 3d kind of imagery and stuff yeah. like that and it's uh it's just like <gasps> you know but then akira comes along and it's just like you know a thousand times. And
0: about. it's it's a hard thing to do to merge the 2D with the 3D, but like back in 1988 these guys seem to nail it no problem. Yeah. Like uh it doesn't it doesn't kind of bring you out of what's happening cuz I don't know how many shows you watch these days and it's like, "Oh, look, there's a 3D bike" cuz they, they weren't animating that. And now it's all you can look at amongst all this 2D world stuff, you know, it's a uh, it just it just
1: enhanced everything that was there at hmm. the time. Like it, it and everything seemed to work Towards the story. It was all about bringing you the story in the best possible way. It wasn't, I want to show off or I want to make it pretty or it's just about how this thing looks. Mm -hmm. It was all about delivering that story, that crazy fucking story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, that's why I kind of put you on the spot there about the elevator. Like, to this day, I can't really tell you what the story of Akira is. I can tell you the story of different characters within the yeah. books and within the and, in, and even in the movie But the actual story, you know, kids are being experimented on, but really there's a cellular memory that we all have that connects us to some kind of higher plane of consciousness which could unlock a God that will take (laughs) over everything and maybe destroy it all if we're not careful. Maybe that's the story. Maybe it's a love story set in a school. I don't know. You know, it's like...
0: I I would have loved to have been in the room for that pitch. You know, how did he do it? How did he get that sold? Yeah. uh, it must have been
2: the longest elevator ride anyone has <laughs> ever. Been.
1: But then it's also, you know, testament to the man's talent that you know people did say, "Yeah, of course, look at it, mm. it's amazing. We'll do whatever you want." You know,
2: yeah, it's um. Look again, it's one of my favorites, and just then, like subsequently, just seeing all of like, yeah, I, I rewatched the last couple of days, and there was a scene that stood out to me, which is the scene where he kind of breaks out of prison, or he breaks out of his room, uh, Tetsuo, for the first time, yeah. And it just reminded me of the fantastic, the new Fantastic Four, uh, where Doctor Doom is just walking down the hallway, scene, and he's kind of just swatting his hand, and everybody's heads is exploding, and um, like that's a direct reference from Akira.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: And you know, how uh, dare Josh Trank nick it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> For yeah. A yeah actually, movie. Like, I mean, so you,
2: you think about like filmmakers and directors just in being inspired by that straight away, and just like, yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah. That one's definitely doing it. You know, so. I mean, just groundbreaking. Um, just to harp on that, that phrase, because
1: yeah. it is. Yeah, and then we're in a situation in, in, in that world, I think, you know, <laughs> it gets beat up so much. I mean, we love an old apocalypse here, but, like, they get two. <laughs> like, they get... Yeah. They, so Neo-Tokyo is what's left after <laughs> a nuclear <laughs> apocalypse. And then all the shit Fantastic goes down again. Comes around. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, tattoo takes I it all I love
0: yeah. in the book how it's done, like because it, it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like how Ditko uh, did that scene where Sp- or Spider Man stuck under the under the the, the machine. Yeah, you yeah. know where they, they build up to they just use these pages and pages to kind of land this kind of effect in that, and how heavy this this weight is and how much time we're spending underneath it. And he does the same with with how we see Tokyo just fall apart with yeah. these massive like double page collapsing uh, yeah. 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 amazing stuff as you say we just see Tokyo die again and then we turn the page and it's oh there it goes again yeah. oh it's still going, you know yeah. yeah tough break
2: I always wished. I wish that they did more with the Olympics obviously because it was in around set around the same time and stuff like that I wish they kind of embraced that more with the you know whether it be an opening ceremony for the Olympics when it was over there or, or just That'd something cool. more it would have yeah. been like I mean, if I was in charge, I definitely would have been saying, "Hey, let's let's get something on here," you yeah, know.
1: Yeah, let's uh, at yeah, least so build was... Canada's bike. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, that's ah, it. Someone to drive in on uh, Canada's bike in a capsule yeah. jacket would have been perfect. You yeah. know, just just yeah. even that. You know,
2: because yeah. it's impossible to drive. You would have crashed it and made shite of someone who was
1: just. <laughs> <Yeah>. probably... <laughs> well, just pull the skid. You know, after that yeah. nobody cares. Yes,
2: God, yeah. I mean, I did a Turtles thing for Netflix a while ago, and like it was a direct reference from that. I did Leonardo kind of doing the bike slide. Nice. I mean, you see it. Everybody has a version of a bike slide. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just because it's unbelievable. It's um, absolutely everywhere. So yeah,
1: it, was so in, not, it was in Star Wars, wasn't it? Was there a... Star oh, Wars? I think it was. Yeah,
2: yeah there, there was, is. A... Yeah, there is. Uh, Darth Mall,
0: I think, does one. Yeah. Um, in, it's in Tokyo in, Ghost. As well, it's in the Boba it's Fett, covered, yeah, the Tokyo
1: it? Ghost cover, yeah. It's in, yeah. Uh, it's in the Boba Fett series as well. It's in, yeah. I mean, it. The use of that that move where the bike slides, the camera zooms, at, you know, and it just pulls into the face, and that's like it's like it's been nicked so many times, but yeah, you know, it was theirs, like like yeah. Tomo. It owns that. He should get paid every time somebody rips him off. You
0: know, and he really does own it. Like yeah. I didn't realize it until we were we were prepping for this, but he boarded the entire thing himself. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's a one man, yeah, machine.
0: I've, like I've, I've heard of of um, uh, Miyazaki doing that, but yeah. uh, and not even the entire thing. He'll do the guts of it himself. Yeah. But Tomo did the whole thing himself. And to you know? all
1: from what I can gather, you know, I don't know, but from what I can gather from anything I've read is he's he's a nice guy. He's not a mad yeah. control freak. He's not, you know, he's a nice chap.
2: Yeah. You'd expect him to just be like this absolute loose unit kind of running around the place over there yeah. just kind of doing what he wants. But no, he's supposed to be a, a bang on kind of, you know what, it's almost poetic though because it feels like in, in a weird way, it kind of just feels like one of us did something like that, and then he lets everybody else use it because it was almost for all of us. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a nice that's way of looking at it. Yeah, it's maybe a bit of a, a romanticised idea of it, but I think, I mean, watch, we'll, we'll find out now he'll be in the news next week for just being this <laughs>
1: absolute lunatic. <laughs> but you, you, know, you know of certain other people that maybe we know from the comic book industry had a signature thing like that. There'd be cease and desists flying all over the place. Yeah, yeah. maybe some 90s artists that we might have come across there. anyway um griff that's amazing and like we're only scratching the surface on on akira like it's it's a huge body of work and yes yeah. you know if anybody out there is is tempted yeah just just dive straight in just both feet get get stuck into it it's uh it's an absolutely fantastic um experience and if it's your first time i'm very jealous
2: yeah, yeah, that's it's it's kind of one of those things where highly rewatchable, highly re-readable, and just, I mean, if you just read the story, if you can handle the story first of all, haven't read it, but then every time you go back to look at it, you just see something new, just the details. of you're into the art and mm. even just the documentaries behind him making the actual film, like there's just so much to go into. Yeah, keep going for hours.
1: Yeah, you can lose yourself in that stuff big time, which is yeah. what we're all about doing um okay griff uh where can people find you if they want to get in touch and say actually i disagree katsushiro <laughs> is a terrible person now um where can people get in touch with you on social etc
2: so yeah so i am on uh, instagram and twitter at uh, the art of Column griffin so i generally hang out there um Posting kind of process pictures and kind of if I have a new movie or a post or something, they go, tend go. to go up there. Not really into the Facebook thing for art. People do slip in every once in a while, but generally it's just kind of, you know. Keeping an eye on just, the neighbours. Uh, Instagram and, and, and kind of Twitter for that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So, and then uh, obviously I have kind of a bigger month in March. So hopefully people can find me in lots of comic book shops.
0: Um, is it is it possible you can mention the titles that you've worked on or is that... Uh, I Hello? think I
2: can't mention. I can mention Radiant Black, um, yeah, and I can mention a couple of things from IDW, um, and maybe something from Boom. Uh, I have another couple of Irish creators that have me doing stuff for Image, but I'd say they'll probably kill me if I release that information. <laughs> <laughs> One of them definitely will. <laughs> so, um, and then obviously you can find me on the Raw website uh, with Jumpsuit Johnson and. Um, Ocean City, which is my version of uh, basically Akira set in Carol.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Alright, Colm Griffin, thank you so much for joining us on the Pod. Yeah, great to talk to you again.
2: Yeah, guys, thanks very much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's a great show. Continue great success. Continued success for you guys, and um, I hope to speak to you soon. Don't
1: no Talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Odds Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Look out for the odds coming soon from Scout Comics and please tell us what your favourite apocalypse is. You can find me on Twitter at Benessy. That's B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y. And me on at Dave Hendrick. Big thanks to our producer Adrian Carty and we'll
1: see you at the end of the world.